Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast for intentional moms to build strong families. This is Rich, Val's husband, and I'm joining her today for episode 106. We're going to share with you an educational vacation idea as well as a little bit of hope. Yeah, I wanted Rich to come on so that the two of us could do a bit of a lighthearted episode sandwiched between two series. So the one we just got done with was called Being a Blessing, and it was episodes 101 through 105. We covered the value of volunteering, simplifying hospitality, two episodes on sibling relationships, and then an episode on building friendships for our kiddos. So that was just so much for you guys, and it was so well-received. I have gotten so much great feedback, so I I know that those are concepts that are close to you, Mama's Hearts, and I love to see that when I'm looking at stats from the podcast, being able to see your hearts in those stats is just so encouraging to know that this world is full of mamas who really care deeply about developing your kids and partnering with God in that process. So I just love you guys. And I know that can be a lot of information to give. So perhaps when I give you ideas, it feels overwhelming from time to time to be given so much. But I want you to know that it's not because you should implement all of those ideas that week. You know, for one thing, this podcast is for all ages and stages of parenthood. So whenever I do an episode, there's going to be some stuff in there that hopefully is for you and then some stuff that's for someone else. And maybe there's some that's for you, but not yet. This podcast is designed to be a resource for you guys to come back to and re-listen to that episode when you get to this other situation or stage or whatever. So anyway, I hope that this episode can be a lighthearted one that's sandwiched in between two. And Rich, do you want to tell them what the series is about that's coming up? Right. That's what I was thinking of as you were describing the last series is that this next series coming up is also going to have a lot of good and practical information. It is about preparing your kids to soar from the nest. And that that may sound like it's just for your teenagers preparing to leave home, but that's not the case. It's years of preparation, and so Val is going to be giving a lot of practical information about all the way through your child's preparation. Next week on the series, when we introduce it, it will be an overview week, and you will hear in it that this process of preparing your kids to leave the nest begins pretty much from the beginning, and it begins with your perspective, and it begins with your game plan of how this process is going to look. So I hope you know that the series that's coming is not just for parents of older kids. It will be applicable in some ways specifically to them, but it will also be applicable to all of you guys' ages where your kids are still at home. So let's just jump into what we're going to talk to them about today that is much less things for them to implement. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Recently, our kids blessed us with a 30th anniversary trip. And it was totally out of the blue. It was. They just surprised us. They like hand us this envelope and it was like a happy anniversary, mom and dad. We're giving you this trip. And they were letting us pick where it was to technically 
they gave it to us a little bit early. Our anniversary is in May of 22. Correct. They gave it to us early because your work was giving you a one month sabbatical for being there for 25 years, which is super amazing. That's what a blessing. Yes. As we're sitting here today, this is the last day of your one month sabbatical. Right. And I don't want you to go back to I work. I know. I could get used to this. <laughs> I know. We could totally do you being retired now. Absolutely. If only <laughs> if only the bank account could agree with that. Right. But you know someday, someday. wishful thinking. Right. Right. Okay. So really we want to share with you guys this trip that we took because it would be a great educational vacation for your family if you want an idea like that. But before we actually share about that vacation, I just have to say, you know, you guys are probably listening to that going, well, my goodness, you get a one month sabbatical and your kids give you a trip. Like that's kind of a dream world. You can't identify with my life at all. Might be what you guys are thinking as you're listening, but I want you to know that this moment of harvest time that we're experiencing we went through our valleys and our hurdles and our difficult years and seasons before we got this moment of harvest. And it is a harvest, not even just to have a great trip and to have time off from work, but to have our kids bless us in that way is a tremendous harvest time experience for us to be in that kind of a place with our kids. So, I would like it, Rich, if we could just take a minute to kind of give them a summary of how life can go from bleak and difficult and like the tunnel is looking very dark and we can't see the light at the end to a time when we are in a time of blessing and joyful thanks, you know, place of where we're at right now. So could we give them just a brief summary of that experience? Sure. Um, 25 years ago, uh, this is a a 25th anniversary at my current employer for me. So before that, before I came to work for the company I'm in now, I was in my dream job and in what I had gone to school for and just really where I wanted to end up. And I was there pretty early on after school. Yeah, you were a band teacher yes. in a school district, in the school district that you wanted. And so it was it's what you dreamed about through college, and you kind of got what you wanted right away. Right. But then uh, a couple years into that, God took us through some hard times in that position and really called us away from that. It didn't, it didn't as much feel like that at the time, calling to a new road. But it was a ripping away of of what that was at the time. And we were faithful and we followed what God was leading us to at the time, not knowing where it would go. And uh, here we are 25 years later, combined, you know, 25 good and bad and hard and, and blessed times later. Well, I would say you left that position and had some other options within your field of study. And we very clearly felt that God called you to go completely out of that field. And literally your beginning job was this job at a convenience store. And so you left your, what you wanted 
to go to something very much not, you know, that seemed it, low prestige. Yes, and and to, just from a society standpoint, it looked bad. Income was not good with it. It seemed crazy for us to do something like that. I mean, you had had a wife and two kids and a house payment. You know, that's kind of where we were. But we took that leap of faith and did what God called us to. And you were the sole income. And it was hard. And yet, God has really raised you up through that. I mean, it's a big company, but wasn't at the time. (laughs) So how cool that our kids get to see that God blesses faithfulness mm-hmm. over time, but not immediately. No, not so, immediately. Okay, so let's tell them about our trip. Okay. Where, where we chose. And- we went to Charleston, South Carolina. We felt like it would just be rich with history, which we both love, as well as right there on the Atlantic Ocean. We wanted to do a lighthouse tour and some water activities for me. That's what I love. Valerie is not so much into the water, but she, but she and I both love the history, which it was so fantastic in both of those respects. It was more than I imagined regarding the history. The town is one of the oldest in the nation, and they have laws regarding keeping their buildings intact. So the house is there. It's a house after house from the 1700s and 1800s and building after building like that. And they have a law that you cannot build any building taller than the steep, the church steeples. So when you look out over the city, um, like we did two different boat rides and you could look out over the whole city and you saw the church steeples above everything, which we're talking church steeples from the 1700s and 1800s and very elaborate, just street after street of old, cool architecture. So just that alone was super neat. Cool architecture and just story upon story of historical significance. Right. So our first day there, we took a historical carriage ride where the tour guide would say what happened along the route. And just, it was a horse-drawn carriage ride, which yeah. which was fun and nostalgic. Right, very neat. And we did tour the stables first. These are very well taken care of animals. So there were a few cool things. I mean, there was a ton of cool things on that carriage ride. I want to tell them about the history of the ice cream sundae. Um, and if this is really true, I don't know. But one of the houses we passed was this very cool Victorian old house. And he said that it was built as a wedding gift, the, the owner of this house, to his wife. And then after they were married, they found out they couldn't have children. And right down the street, we passed this orphanage as well. And so... He said the owner of the house would send five carriages every Sunday to the orphanage and all the kids would pile in to go back to the house and they'd give them the time of their life every Sunday and they'd finish up with ice cream with toppings on it, which is so cool. But he he would show things like we passed some that he said Robert E. Lee had organized putting out a fire. The building was going to burn down and Anyway, he had these amazing stories on all of these different places along the route. So that was super cool. What else? Well, one of the last days we were there, we took a boat tour around the harbor, the harbor just to the east of Charleston. That's where Fort Sumter is, which was built just before and at the start of the Civil War. It's actually where the first shots of the Civil War began 
was at or upon Fort Sumter uh, from two of the forts that were on the mainland on either side of the, the bay. So it, that, just a, a neat story there. And we got to see a lot of the different things around uh, the waterfront of Charleston, learn a lot of the history of the area. There's also a neat area there called Patriots Point, where they have uh, an, a World War II battleship docked and the aircraft carrier, the USS Yorktown. We didn't tour those things, but that would be a neat historical place. Uh, we were told you could spend at least half a day there just looking through the history there. And then just a lot of the other history of the uh, waterfront area and the city of Charleston itself. So we toured one museum on the waterfront, not museum, mansion, on the waterfront there on Bay Street. And that was the Edmondson Alston House, which there are several different very old mansions that you can tour there. But that's the one we chose. We wanted one on Bay Street. And this house had had George Washington visit it. It had been taken over by the North during the Civil War. Like they had the family move out. And and Union the, soldiers came to quarter there. Yes. And another cool thing about many of the places there, this was the case for multiple places that we toured, including this Edmonston Alston house. On the third floor, a descendant of the original owner descendant, I think they were in the 13th generation, gen, the 13th generation of that family lived on the third floor. So you toured the first and second floor while, you know, this, the third floor was still living quarters right. of a family member to this day. So that was the case at multiple places. And then another place we visited was Boone Hall, which is a plantation. There are also several plantation options in Charleston to choose from or around Charleston. And what is great is at all of the ones that we looked into, but Boone Hall is who we chose. Uh, they are very careful to give honor to the slaves, the black history that is there and to just to honor their lives. And what do you want to say about it? I, I was going to say they were very honest. They were very yeah. honest and authentic about the tragedy of the enslaved people that were there at that particular plantation. Uh, I know the other plantations advertised similar types of presentations, but it was, it was sobering and uh, very neat to see uh, the authenticity that they presented it with so that we could better understand and really uh, be moved toward uh, some type of restoration and healing uh, in our culture uh, around issues of that nature. And really the city in general has done a great job of honoring that as yes. well. They're finishing up building a an international black history museum there that's supposed to be the biggest in the world. I think um, it is called the IAAM International African American Museum. Okay. Which is right along the waterfront. Well it was right by the aquarium it, too. That's right. Okay. Just right there by the aquarium. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I would love to go back there once it's complete. Yeah. So Boone Hall is the plantation we chose to visit. And actually the the entrance to it is this long, you drive through these 88 beautiful oak trees that the area is well known for. And this drive to the plantation is in the movie Gone with the Wind, uh, as depicted on that property. And 
so Boone Hall back to uh, we were talking about the slavery aspect about it. It has the different slave quarters there. And well, some of them that have survived, not all the buildings did survive, of course, from hundreds of years ago, but each one, it has a different theme representing a different aspect of their lives. And then there's also um, some live reenactment presentations of the slave culture from that day. And there was a swamp tour that went along with it. So you rode on this tractor pulling a wagon through the swamp areas and to also see the different foliage and um, things like that. So we saw an alligator and Mm -hmm. some. Yeah, lots (laughs) of fun stuff. We didn't see any of the four types of poisonous snakes in the area that he warned us about. Don't get them scared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why not they need to in- enjoy the uh, oh, okay anyway i'm just kidding okay so but we saw no snakes it was it was a great tour with the concept about slavery and the issues regarding slavery we also visited the slave mart museum mm-hmm. on one of the streets there in charleston why don't you tell them a little bit about that it was originally an alleyway that had been built up to actually now be a building. Uh, they had joined the two buildings on either side of it to enclose this alleyway and turn it into a museum that depicted and commemorated some of the slave trade aspects of the city. And of course, you know, in, in our view, the, the horrors of that. Uh, that went along with that. And one of the ladies there who was working at the museum took a few moments and gave us a little bit of history about that location and uh, some of the, the slave auctions in general. And again, very sobering, very raw. Uh, this lady, go ahead. You're she about was, to- well, I was just going to say she was a descendant. Um, her grandma was a slave and she knew her grandma and was able to tell personal stories of that, as well as she'd done a lot of history. So for us visiting that location, this gal was the the highlight. Yeah, the the impact, the, the biggest impact from that stop on this trip. Very sobering. Then we also went to the provost dungeon. Am I saying that right? Yes, the exchange, the old exchange and provost dungeon was a pre-revolutionary war building that had been built right up against the waterfront at the at the docks originally used for the registration of imported goods to the colonies then later times during the revolutionary period the basement of it which which was this neat all brick structure and very 400 million bricks. Yes. Actually, that had been made at Boone Hall, the plantation that we visited, which was a, their main income was the bricks and pecan trees, which pecans are a big deal there. Right. But this, this dungeon was used during the revolutionary period by the British, of course, to house the revolutionists or the rebels in their minds, uh, which were the patriots who formed our country. From the uh, Charleston area. So if you can imagine this big, cool, elaborate brick building, that the basement is where they, uh, we call it the 
basement, but there were windows in it where literally the, the boats would come up and dock there and just put the cargo through these windows. So that was the basement and that's where the dungeon was. And then the next two floors up was where people like George Washington and our other founding fathers would meet for meetings and also balls, the third floor, they would have ball dances and things like that. So you know, big contrast in that building of the kind of things that took place there. Also, that harbor was victim to constant pirates. So there's history related to that too, that I won't put on the podcast today. But all of the restaurants were amazing. We stayed right in the historical district across from the over 200 year old market, which now the market is got day sort of like goods traders, you know, that, a, a lot of daily vendors that uh, just fill the what would you say a half mile long strip of this long narrow building, and they fill this this building every day, every weekday, uh, just selling local wares. Yeah. So a lot of cool things, like the one kind of grass. Sweet grass baskets and the sweet grass weaving that is a local uh, African-American cultural uh, thing. Super cool story. And the fact that this has been passed down from generation to generation for hundreds of years and the the skill to do that. They're, they're really elaborate and ornate baskets that are just really neat. So think of cobblestone streets and all building after building, hundreds of years old. And they have a really cool bus system there called the Dash that has three routes and each route is 20 minutes long. And so pretty much wherever you're at in this, the heart of the historical district, if you wait 20 minutes, there'll be a bus that can come by and pick you up. So it was really handy to have that. It was free. Did I say that? So we could jump on those different routes and ride the whole thing and be able to see what was available from that route and just kind of get a lay of the land that way. And each one was only 20 minutes long. And then you'd jump off on one, get to see lots of different cool historical stuff and jump back on. Mm -hmm. So we went, we stopped at the, we wanted to mail some postcards from there to our kiddos and a friend. And so we went to one of the first post offices made in the US. And they had a post office museum there. And it was also one of the first courthouses. And this was located on the corner of what's called the four corners of the law. So you want to tell them what that is? Yeah, it's a, a just a neat intersection there in the city that has uh, four different jurisdictions of law or areas of, of the law. One of them being a church is one of the oldest churches in the city, representing, of course, God's law. And then there is a federal building, a state building, and a county building on the other three corners. And one of those was that very early courthouse and post office. So they call that the four corners of the law. So very cool. Well, we will wrap it up today. Just wanted to give you that little, hopefully, a bit of encouragement in your life that wherever you're at, there are going to be moments of harvest coming. Hang in there and do what God is calling you to do. Be faithful, stick it out, 
And, you know, I know there'll be hard times that come in our future. God will continue to call us to hard things. And he will also be faithful and he will also bring blessing and harvest in the midst of all of that as well. So stick in there and hang in there. And we will see you next week as we begin the series, Preparing Your Child to Soar Beyond the Nest. I'm praying for you, Mom. No matter what season of motherhood you're in, God has a purpose for your steps, and He's walking right beside you. When you weep, He weeps with you. And when you're anxious, He wants to be your comfort and your peace. And then, when your journey begins to reveal the redemption and victory that He was working on for you all along, God is going to be rejoicing with you on that day too. It's been an honor to spend time with you today. If this podcast has been a blessing, share it with a friend, leave a review, and head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email that contains that week's podcast episode, blog post, and show notes. Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in my Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week.